Listener supported. WNYC Studios. It's politics with Amy Walter from The Takeaway, and we end the hour today with another interview in our candidate talk series. Michael Bennett is the senior U.S. senator from Colorado, currently serving his second term. And when I talked to him about his motivations for a presidential run, he had his targets locked on what he sees as the real reason behind so much of the dysfunction in Washington. We have been basically tyrannized for the last 10 years by the so-called Freedom Caucus. They have immobilized our government, and now they've installed a president that they could never have imagined that they would have. And the damage that they've done to our country and to our politics has been astonishing, really. And my argument is that we can't sustain another 10 years like that. I mean, we, America, can't sustain another 10 years like that if my generation's not going to be the first generation to leave less opportunity, not more, to the people coming after us. And we certainly can't sustain it if we are um, going to do something about the very urgent problem of climate change in this generation, which we need to do. And I'm sick and tired of losing to climate deniers. And we've got a climate denier in the White House. Mitch McConnell and the Freedom Caucus have prevented our moving forward on climate for 10 years. I don't want to prevent them from doing it for another 10 years. And I think we, we need to be at least as strategic as McConnell is. When Democrats did have control of the Senate, back in the Obama era, back in 2009, the one major piece of climate legislation that didn't even make it to a floor vote, again, was when a Democrat was in charge of the Senate, was cap and trade, which was a significant environmental piece of legislation. So even Democrats have been unable to move the ball forward on climate. Yeah, because we uh, we haven't proposed things that we can sell to the middle of the country. I don't mean the middle of our politics. I mean geographically. And we did we didn't do it then, and we're not doing it now. I mean, I'm trying to do it now. Um, and I think that the thing we can't do is compromise on the science of climate change. I feel as urgent about this as anybody else. I've got three daughters. And I used to be the superintendent of Denver Public Schools, and I find it disgraceful, not only that we haven't dealt with climate, but that we haven't done it in a way that actually creates a durable solution. You can't legislate climate two years at a time. You can't put it in and then and then hope McConnell won't take it out. I mean, he'll, he will take it out unless you can create a durable, enduring solution. The other piece of your climate plan, you note at the end, you, you put a timeline together of how this would go through the process from literally day one of your presidency. And then by basically the end of September of that first year, so by 2021, nine months after your inauguration, you make the point that if this plan has not been completed legislatively, you will use executive authority to implement it. Is your argument then, boy, I pretty much expect that we're going to have to do this through executive authority? Or is that a pressure point onto Mitch McConnell if he is the majority leader to say, look, we're going to do this one way or another. You can work with us or I'm going to go do this through executive authority. Look, I think, it, as I was saying earlier, we, we it is critical for us to act on climate. And I think there are ways under the Clean Air Act for a president to be able to act unilaterally. That's not my preference, but if that's what we need to do, that's what we need to do. And then what you will have to do, if you can't get it through Congress, but you can only do it through executive order, is go out to the country and sustain what you've done. Virtually every single thing that Barack Obama did on climate has been ripped out by, by, by these climate deniers at the EPA and the White House. You know, the Clean Power Plan, the, the fuel efficiency standards for cars, 
almost all of it is gone and in tatters and we can't as i was just saying to you earlier we can't continue to do that but if there is no way to overcome mcconnell and the freedom caucus and there is the ability to lawfully act um, uh, on uh, as an executive order on climate, and then a president can defend that executive order in the courts and defend that executive order in the country. I think that is what is required. You can't just throw up your hands and say, we can't deal with this ex- existential problem that the planet faces. Let's do a more 30,000-foot look about your candidacy. And, you know, the running joke now is... There are hundreds of people running for president on the Democratic side. How can you tell them apart? But let's just go to the essential question for every candidate here who's jumped into this race, which is what is missing from this field that you are providing that no other candidate has provided? I think it's the discussion you and I had at the beginning of this conversation, which is a a clear-eyed diagnosis of why we cannot govern ourselves in America, and an acknowledgement that if we don't change that, all these promises that people are making are are empty. And that's different than what anybody else in the field is providing. It's not anything anybody really likes to hear. I regret saying it, but it's true. If we don't solve for this Freedom Caucus problem, uh, we're going to have a hard time governing the country. In fact, I don't think we can. So that is very different than what anybody else is saying. Uh, I think beyond that, coming from Colorado, coming from a Western state and having a set of policy approaches that I think are perhaps more broadly acceptable to the American people than some of the other proposals that have been made, I think will wear well over time. But we'll see. Well, the argument from some of your colleagues in this race, like Amy Klobuchar from Minnesota or... John Hickenlooper, former governor of your state, or Tim Ryan from Ohio would be, well, that's what I'm saying, too. I have a pragmatic message, come from the middle of the country, one in purple states. So can you distinguish then between others who are also making an argument similar to yours that there's a place? I just think, I mean, I don't want, I'm, some of these people are my friends and I admire them and I like them, so I don't have any desire to denigrate anybody. I think I've got a very different set of experiences in the Senate uh, accomplishing bipartisan work here. And then my experiences before the superintendent of the Denver Public Schools and in business are different than those other candidates. But we also have very different personalities and very different approaches. I actually think it's a good thing that we've got a million people running. It may sound self-serving of me to say that, but I don't think America has any idea what the National Democratic Party stands for at this point. And And there's a reason for that. So having a bunch of people running with a bunch of different ideas and having the opportunity to litigate those ideas in front of the American people, I think is good not only for the party, but for the democracy as well. You don't think it's going to be more confusing to Americans, though, to see 20, 30 people out there saying, this is who the Democratic Party is. No, this is who the Democratic Party is. It may, it may, it may be confusing, but we lost to Donald Trump. That's an unacceptable outcome to me. And we can't go down that road again. And the fact is, there is nobody yet who's earned this nomination against Donald Trump. The people that are the leading candidates are unlikely to be the leading candidates at the end of this process, if history is any guide. And we're just going to have to see. And there's no, you know, there's no way to legislate away presidential candidates. So um, let's have this. Let's have this argument and see where it leads. Senator Michael Bennett, thank you so much for taking this time with me. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. 
Have a great day. Michael Bennett, senior U.S. Senator from Colorado since 2009 and Democratic presidential candidate. On Notes from America, we have conversations with people across the country about how we can truly become the nation that we claim to be. Each week, we talk about race, our politics, education, relationships, usually all of them, because everything's connected. And you, our listeners, are at the center of those conversations. I'm Kai Wright. Join me on Notes from America, wherever you get your podcasts.